You're listening to a Shockcast original. Shock. A rock star's guide surviving the Malaysian music industry. Alright everybody, welcome to the Rockstar's Guide to Surviving the Malaysian Music Industry. My name is Darren from the band An Honest Mistake and here in the studio with me, okay, not really the studio but my house, we've got my ex-bandmate, okay, that's the reason why he's an ex, but he's right here with me, his name is Leonard Chua, yes, he is, you know, apart from being a musician, he is also a lot of other things. And, um, you know, he works in a very cool company now. It's probably the best company. And, and we uh, sell happy juices. Ha- yeah, they and do some really cool stuff. That's right. And hi, everybody. Yeah. So today we are back here. And, um, you know, we are going to tell you guys stories because, you know, of course, this podcast is not just about self-help and tips and all that. We want to tell you guys stories too. Yeah. And then we will tell you about those tips. Yeah. All right. So this <laughs> Not to to- screw up as a musician. <laughs> <laughs> so the topic is the one way to get the organizer to stop your show. Yeah. Now, we've heard of horror stories, you know, of crazy things being done on stage, you know, up to a point where, you know, the organizer would have to step in and, you know, stop the show. Now, obviously, we've had experiences with other forces stopping shows, but we're not going to get into that, okay? So those are, uh, you know, a bunch of different things, you know, that requires a whole different, like, podcast. But this week, we are going to tell you a story, okay? And we're not just going to tell you a story. We're going to tell you two stories. So this story... Many stories, actually. Many stories. All because of Darren. <laughs> so this story started uh, sometime, I think, like, maybe September, maybe August. I, I don't know. I think it was August 2010. It was a touch-and-go gig. You know, they held a battle of the bands uh, together with this magazine called MYC. I'm just going to be shameless and name all the names, okay? Because it's it's fine. We are not ashamed. Let's call them out. Yeah. I mean, we're not calling them out. <laughs> la. We're calling ourselves out. <laughs> and um, dragging them along. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was an outdoor gig right in front of Sami Pyramid. And um, it was a battle of the bands. But we were not uh, participants. We were the guests. And we're like, okay, you know, so we are the guests. So, let's put on a good show. And at the end of the last song, I decided... To, it was an outdoor stage, you know, nice backdrop and, you know, there was the truss and all that. So I decided to climb up the truss and start singing from there. You know, just like how all these great bands like Boys Like Girls, All American Rejects, All Time Low, The Use, you know, they would do all of that. So I decided, okay, this is my rock star moment. You know, there was like maybe like 500 people there. You know, it was quite big for us at that time. And we're like, okay, let's go and do that. So I did that and then I came down on stage and it was all good. So I figured, okay lah, you know. No issues lah. But after that show, I heard that the, the organizer was like freaking yeah. out or something. Yeah, the organizer was freaking out. I mean, he wasn't too happy, which again, now a few years later, you know, where we're, where Darren is a bit more mature and looking back where we've grown up, <laughs> right? We've grown up, we look back. Actually, I mean, from an organizer point of view, if I'm a sponsor or organizer, if anything happens to Darren, it will be a very bad PR for the brand and for the company. Yeah. As if like there's no safety measures and stuff like that. True. Let's say if Darren were to fall and die, it's just not a good thing to end. Yeah. You know, literally end lah. Yeah, no, literally end. You end the show, <laughs> you end your career, you end everything. So sometimes it's not just about being rock star and do whatever the heck you want. Yeah. Uh, you're not a mega rock star like Jared Leto or whatsoever, right? So, but even that also, you know, yeah, like he correct. has like a safety team. Yeah, you, know? you always have to put into consideration of you know the organizer's reputation at stake and also the sponsor's money at stake yeah, so I think all true. these things it needs to be put into con- it's not your show yeah. right you are being compensated to provide a service a service yeah 
and you are there to share your art and climbing the thrust or doing some stunts that will potentially endanger yourself and or other people is not part of the service. <laughs> yeah. But, okay, so fast forward a couple of months later, you know, we get a call, say, hey, you guys played Rock the World last year. You guys want to play again or not? And I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, for sure. You know, we'll definitely do Rock the World again. And this time it was at a much bigger stage. It much was bigger Bukijara, crowd. Much bigger crowd. It was fun, you know. Because when we played in 2009, you know, halfway through our set, it started to rain and it was just ridiculous. But 2010, it was good. You know, it was an early slot. That's fine. So we're like, okay, cool. Now we've got a new, we've got new songs, new albums, and we've got new bandmates as well. So let's put on a killer show. So I decided, okay, lah, you know, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to climb up the trust. Last song, climb up the trust, midway through the song, because everybody was like, oh, come, 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 jump down, jump down. Now, obviously I didn't, but the stage manager, I could see him like running up the stage and he's shouting like, come down now, you know? And then he signals to the front of house to shut down and to mute everything. And we just went for it, you know? We just continued singing, we just continued playing like as if nothing had happened, you know, obviously because it's a show, right? And uh, yeah, and we got kicked out of stage. Yeah, basically, yeah, we, we, we were removed. Yeah. Yeah, but it was, I mean, luckily it was the last song, you know, so we came down, you know, got off, got off the stage and that was that. Did we get invited again? We did because, okay. so five years later, 2015, we played the festival and it rained again, okay? I don't know why it always rains when, you know, I guess it's that season lah. Yeah. But it was cool because when it rained, you know, then the lights and all that and um, it, that, that stage in 2015 was amazing. It was beautiful. Yeah, so, so we thought 2011, you know, we wouldn't get invited lah. You know, and true enough, 2011, 2012, 13, 14, we didn't get invited. <laughs> now, I guess also because the wave of music was changing, a lot of people were getting into heavier stuff and we were, you know, probably the lightest band. So it's like, okay, never mind. So 2015, they wanted a mixture. That's why we were in. But that is one way to get the organizer to stop your show, doing right. ridiculous stunts on stage. That's right. So I would say not do all of that. Now, the reason why we're telling you this story is because we want to talk about on stage and off stage etiquette. Now, oh, yeah, all these things talking. are unspoken rules, but they are things that as a musician, as an artist, everybody should take heed of. I guess, should we start with off stage or on stage first? Uh, yeah, I guess we can start with off stage. Off stage. Okay, let's, so let's start with off stage, okay? Uh, we're just going to bounce ideas off each other, but... I think first thing first is first... to be punctual. Yeah, true. Exactly. Be punctual. Be punctual. In fact, be early because if you're punctual, means you're, you're late. late already because yeah. you need time to set up, take out your guitar, tune your guitars. You need to find parking. Need, uh, yeah, need to yeah. find parking and all that. You think what, you rock star, is it? Got ballet parking for you. No. Except Leonard, that one different story. <laughs> I usually go to gigs and I park in ballet. <laughs> so, but if you're not, Leonard or Rockstar then you have to find parking and usually if you're playing for a festival you have to park like kilometers away yeah and you have to walk there you have to yeah so you have to factor in all this yeah uh, just just be early just always aim to be half an hour to uh, an hour yeah to an hour yeah and uh, of arrival before your sound check exactly exactly yeah so first thing first because if you're late you will take up other people's time yeah and and that is you know like the rudest thing anybody can do you know because then you're pushing everything back that's right so the second thing i would say apart from being punctual is 
to be respectful. The first thing is to, I mean, like the the second thing would be to come into the venue and be respectful. You know, greet the the organizers, greet the stage manager, greet the stage manager, greet, greet the, the sound, sound engineer, guys. especially the sound, engineer. especially the sound engineer. Okay, now what? Don't I mean this is you know of course the rock star's guide. You know, but to be a true rock star, you need to not be a rock star. You yep. know what I mean? So. You know, be humble. You know, go and say hi to all the people. And the most important person in the room is actually the sound guy because the sound guy calls all the shots. You know, just like our experience. You know, the stage manager came on stage and he's like shut everything down. The sound guy responded to him and he shut everything down. So if you don't respect the sound guy, the sound guy would do the same thing to you too. You yeah. know, so respect the sound guy and then tell them what you need. Tell them what you want. If you can provide your you know tech rider and all of that in advance. Yep. You know, so when you arrive, everybody is in the know. Everybody knows what's up. So that is, I guess, the second most important thing. You know, apart from being punctual, it's be respectful, say hi, and greet everybody, acknowledge everybody, and let's go for number three. What is something that's very important? I think it's just these two things, especially you know, greeting the main stakeholders, which are the organizers, yeah, the stage manager, and also the sound engineer. And if you can go the extra mile, also go and build relationship with all the stage crew because they will yep. do wonders for you. Exactly. Yeah, they will help you tear down your guitar or yep. your pedal board. And especially musician these days, because you have played so much virtual shows, you may not know what Tech Rider is. Maybe yeah. just go and Google Tech Rider and chart out your stage, how your stage setup would look like, and what kind of mics that you would need, and things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, I think those are very important. That's true. I think we. I think it's just these two things. The rest things, is probably yeah. on stage, yeah. on stage etiquette. Yeah. So a lot of all these things, um, you know, when it comes to like Tech Rider, stage plot, you know, these things are Googleable. Uh, you can get them on Google. You can find them online. You know, so go on and and do your your research, lah. You know, don't say like, oh, you know, I don't know, lah. I don't know how to do. Everything's online. It's easy to find. All right. So now let's move on to on stage etiquette. Now, being on stage, there are all kinds of things, you know, and it's so easy to be so filled or fuel with excitement and you know like the whole adrenaline pumping and all that and then you forget yourself right the first and most important thing is not to be sloppy i've seen so many bands you know okay uh you know they'll start off make a ton of noise and then quiet and uh this is our first song huh? uh hey what title huh, this song that is terrible okay so don't ever ever do that okay yeah, never be sloppy yeah it's not funny at all as an audience you're watching them and then you're like man I came here to watch a show you paid like what 15, 20, 25, 35 maybe 100 ringgit to go and watch a band you want to watch a performance you don't want to go on stage you know as an artist and be sloppy you want to go on stage you know be fired up go on put on a kick-ass performance and then explode and blow their minds that's what you should do as an artist as an entertainer right so you don't go on stage unprepared and be sloppy that is the number one no-no okay and number two I would say is to diss the audience. Now, sometimes I do that, but I do it in a way where it's actually funny, but I I don't address them. Like, this is one of my favorite things to do. And it makes them laugh because it puts them at ease, you know. For example, let's say there's 20 people in the crowd, you know, I would just say, oh, you know, it's so nice to see all 200 of you here. You know, and then people would laugh, right? So instead of dissing and say, ah, yeah, you know, you and your friends are stupid, lah, you know, cannot come out, ah, 20 fillers, you know, I don't think you should ever, ever do that, you know, but turn it around and make it into something that could be positive. Turn it into a joke. So that's actually... I, and every single time, you know, people will just laugh. You know, every time I do it, people will just laugh. So it, it is actually quite an engaging thing that you can do on stage. Yep. 
Right? I agree with yeah. all that. I think it's really, really important. And make sure that you do not do anything that would put the organizer or the sponsor's brand at risk. Yeah. For example, you know, let's say you're playing, uh, let's say a Vans gig lah. You don't go on stage and go like, hey, you know, hey, I love DC shoes, man. I yeah. love like, or, like or, other or, brands. Or on the or other hand, or just say DC shoes sucks. You know, you don't, you don't, you, you don't, don't do that too. You don't yeah. do that too. So first one is don't, don't be, be sloppy. sloppy. Don't yep. diss the audience. Ah, uh, third one is don't be a comedian. Don't try to be a comedian. Now telling jokes, you know, that's part of banter. That's fine. But don't be a comedian because at the end of the day, you are a musician. Your job is to entertain through music. Comedians, their job is to entertain through comedy. So don't try to mix these two because you are a musician, you're not a comedian. Yeah, it's not a stand-up. Yeah, it's not a stand-up comedy, right? So make sure you go, you go on stage, you know, plan everything that you are going to say so you don't actually get awkward. Now, I've worked with artists, you know, new and some even more experienced ones that are terrible on stage. Their on-stage banter is terrible. And when they get nervous, they become, you know, like very self-aware and they become very negative. You know, they say things like, oh, if you like this song, you like lah. If you don't like, never mind lah. You know, they say stuff like that. Or they go like, uh, you know, I wrote this song, you know, but it's stupid lah. You know, it's stupid, but I hope you like it lah. You know, they become very self-aware. So I don't think that should happen. So when you go on stage, always remain positive, always be hyped up, always be encouraging. Now, the best artists that I've seen personally, you know, who are great on stage are Simple Plan, Taking Back Sunday, Dashboard Confessional. They are amazing on stage, you know. They play off people, you know, audience who are shouting things like, oh, I love you, you know. And then they will play off stuff like that, you know, and, and reply, you know. So that creates banter. So that these are three things that I feel on stage that's very, very important. So I hope that you guys are hearing what I'm trying to say. And, um, you know, I bet Leonard actually has more ideas. I think that's, that's, <laughs> that's actually the, those are the fundamentals. I yeah. think these are, these are really basic human etiquettes, whether you are a musician or anything that you're doing. I think this yeah. is just basic being respectful yeah. and being honoring. Yeah, very nice. So we, we spoke about onstage and offstage etiquette, but let's move in real quick to dealing with organizers. I think some organizers, you know, um, can be challenging to, to work with, yeah. uh, to deal with, especially if they are not the main organizer, meaning they are an events company and there is a client behind them. You know, where the client is like, okay, I want the band to stand on the left side, but when you usually, you would stand on the right. You know, I want the band to stand on the left side and wear this and, you know, do this and do that, you know. And then the event organizer comes to you and tells you like, oh, you know, the client wants you to do this, 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 this. So how do you deal with that? So you've had experience, you know, working with artists, you know, and like, even when you were with the band as well, you, you had to deal with difficult clients. So what are some of the strategies or, you know, like the natural things that an artist or an artist manager, you know, should do? Okay, I, I think being an artist or formerly an artist myself and also a, a client now, yeah. it's very important to remember that if you are being paid to do your job, just do it, then you are obligated to yeah. follow a certain set of rules or brief. Yeah. Okay, it, because it's not your show. Even if you're Justin Bieber, you are contracted to a certain set of rules of can and can't do's. Yeah. 
right? But of course, if you are Justin Bieber or you are Maroon 5, that's a maybe, different story. Maybe client will bend over. La. Yeah, but it's just, again, then at that level, they'll be dealing with global clients, right? Not the local clients, which also have their rules, but it's just that then it'll be pre-negotiated on certain terms of what you will and you will not do. Yeah. So if you are new today, then you would unfortunately... Uh, you will have to follow the rules Play by the rules Yeah Okay Because it's not your show But if Probably if you are The biggest act in Malaysia Let's say if you are Yuna Then perhaps You will make clear To your manager Of what is required Oh My drums must be In the middle Yeah Or, or, or I must stand here I must be topless Or whatsoever Not you now Sorry just <laughs> I mean if you But trust me Yeah but trust me yeah. I mean like We've had to deal With a great deal Of stuff like that You know like like We always like Our drums in the middle Our setup is very crazy It's like two guitar amps You know side by side And then the drums And then towards the right It's the bass You know It's a weird setup But we always get Like drums at the side You know yeah. Two guitar amps Like from Two different places Yeah So same thing You have to work your way up Until you are A reputable band Then perhaps You have a discussion If you're new yeah. Sorry there's no discussion Okay You're blessed enough To be given this platform Yeah An audience To hear your work to hear your music So you just have to Suck it up Exactly yeah. I think these are Some of the things You know Especially dealing With clients Like as an artist Manager myself I've had to deal With clients Who are like Event organizer Will tell me Okay there's a Waiting room There's a green room For your artist And then by the time We arrive Green room Not there You know Or the green room Is like the Back door You know Like near the Precisely, toilet Or yeah. something like that Yeah so Now How do you deal With stuff like that So this one Is not client already This one is with Event organiser Okay So how do you deal With event organisers That are like that Can you be demanding Okay so Again Once again there's, It's always good To have a, a A manager Or a fictional manager But once again <laughs> Yeah we had a fictional manager For many years Yeah so once again <laughs> You need to be You can piss off You can piss off All you want But then that's not Going to change anything Because too bad It's just that It, it will be a, a serve as another lesson for you to ensure that you would require a green room next to the stage or at the back of the stage. Yeah. If not, if really no choice, go and find your own green room near nearby. Maybe it's a cafe or I mean, no point getting angry. No point getting exactly. pissed off and affect your own show because at the end of the day, it's your work that you'll be transferring to the audience. Yeah. So don't let it affect you emotionally. I mean, there are so many times that I was super pissed off of incompetent organizers, especially in Malaysia. There's a lot of so-called organizer, which I think I can. I mean, I've been doing events as well. I think yeah. I can organize event a lot better, organize yeah. shows a lot better. Not bragging, but it is what it is. <laughs> uh, so I think it's about not getting pissed off, manage your anger, and not let it ruin your mood. Yeah. And find your own way To have your own green room You know Have a drink Have a coffee yeah. Chill out And uh, yeah Find your own yeah. way To just accommodate Blend yeah. in I think what we're trying to say Is overall You know Just like if If you ask for something And you don't get it You know Just don't get mad You know Don't overreact You know Because when you overreact It's gonna affect your performance It's gonna affect The way the organiser Will think of you If the organiser Event organiser Tells the client You know Client might not want to hire you again So you know There's just a whole like it's a whole cycle you That's know right. so it's a whole ecosystem that you want to take care and my motto has always been this you know take care of yourself first before anything else you know so if you are able to sort all these things out yourself and be in control of these things then you you've already won you know at least you know that you 
can control it. Yep. And one last thing that I want to point out is that if in an event where if there's an organizer who are so incompetent that the show is being pushed back due to their incompetency, then you should personally. I do think I mean this may not be Darren's view or the band's view, but personally, I think you should always respect yourself and your time. I think there's several occasions where we tell them, okay, you're already late by one and a half hours or two hours. If it's half an hour, fine, you know. If yeah. it's an hour, I can still take it. But if it's more than like one hour or two hours, then I would say either you put me on stage now, yeah, or we are going home. We're not gonna perform because you don't respect my time. Yeah, and it also shows your incompetency. Unless if there's an occasion where the rain is so heavy, even that, then they might have to cut down on the songs of every band to make yeah. sure that we are able to buy back some time. Yeah. If not, then if it's just due to their incompetency and nothing yeah. to do with natural disaster or the yeah, weather true. or whatsoever, then yep, you gotta make sure that you make a stand for that. Yeah. Yeah. Because your time is precious, you need to respect yourself. Yeah. So that they will respect you too. Exactly. All right, man. So that's it for this week's episode, guys. And I hope you guys have learned something, you know, from our stories and you know just from the tips that we just shared. You know, these are real basic stuff and it's it's really not that hard. And I hope that this will put you on your way towards being a rock star right here in Malaysia. So we'll be back here again in the next episode because, you know, talking about incompetent organizers and all that, the next episode is actually about that. So please tune in, listen in, you know, share this with your friends and tell them about this. Whether you're a musician or not, you know, if this entertains you, by all means, go ahead, all right? So we'll be back here again, the Rockstar's Guide to Surviving the Malaysian Music Industry. <laughs>